Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which is featured in Feedspot's top 10 of emotional abuse podcasts. I'm your host, Elizabeth. In here, we explore areas that others fear to tread. We talk about the mindfuck that was your life. And we talk honestly about what happened because beautiful soul, these honest conversations are key to creating the life you were born to live. I wrote my first book, Finding Lily, sat on a beach in Greece as my marriage was crumbling around me. My second book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, followed as I discovered a new language, words and phrases that I had no idea existed, but began to realize had been my reality. And my third book, Divorce Matters, has been written to support you through this process. It's an important stage of the healing. You can get the closure you need, heal the emotional wounds, and because your divorce matters are important as well, getting the information that you've been told to not ask for. And you can start to create the life you deserve to live. I'm the founder of the Divorce Sanctuary and Wound Talking. I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma, and working with this life wounding. And I'm on a mission to help educate as many people as I can on the effects of trauma on our lives and our children's lives and healing the wounds of our mothers and fathers. It stops here, it stops now, and it stops with us. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 18. This week I want to talk about some of the challenges coming out of these abusive relationships. You are destroyed in so many different areas. I remember initially hearing I think it was four areas and I added in financial because I've really felt that financially every relationship that I'd experienced that had happened to me I had been attacked financially with the finances it's an easy target because it's an easy way to control someone they can't do anything they literally they can't live without unfortunately can't live without money unless you're growing your own vegetables and you're sourcing your own um, energy. I found myself on many occasions literally scratching together pennies, trying to, going through my car, going through pockets and things like that because I was in a position that I was financially supporting other people. The other areas are emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually and spiritually is the one that I want to touch on today. There's a lot going on energetically, there's a lot of healing and I spoke over the, I've spoken over the last few weeks about an idea that came to me that's linked into following the journey of Venus over 30 something days now and we started on the 23rd of July so we're now just over two weeks in and we've got about four weeks left and today is going in deeper connecting with the heart healing the wounds and the trauma and I've just literally finished recording a meditation for that journey which is linked slightly into some shamanic work and this subject is triggered by a post this morning or a comment on a post this morning in the group that I run in the Divorce Sanctuary. It was linked in with a workbook that I have put together about grieving, grieving the past, the present and the future. And I've, I've spoken about this on podcasts and I've spoken about it on YouTube. It's a workbook that helps you process and 
helps you work out and work through what happened because you fell in love with somebody that doesn't actually exist. The person that you fell in love with was created for you on the information that you provided. And the person that created that is an empty shell that is taking the information. They're taking all the bits they like about you. And they're also listening to what you find really important and what you're looking for in a partner and they're creating that persona. So you've fallen in love with someone that doesn't actually exist. You have bought into a story and created a future with this person, a life with this person. They've drained you of absolutely everything, including money, which is why I added in when I, you know, when I ventured on this journey of healing and I was listening to lots of different YouTube um, channels. Um, lots of people were talking about the uh, emotionally and mentally and uh, physically and spiritually how you were damaged, squashed, broken. Um, that's why I added in financial. So they've drained you of everything. All of your finances have gone. You're questioning your spirituality. That could be your beliefs. That could be your morals. And the other ones just fall in emotionally, mentally and physically. I'm sure you'll tap into those as well. So I, I've put this um, a link up to my workbook that I've got and it comes with an MP3 as well. And I actually can't remember the wording around that post, but somebody came back and said, do you know what? I actually thought that I'd worked through a lot of this. And and then I've read this this morning and I'm I'm wondering actually and I want to know how do two people who are of similar age and have gone through their life um, and come out the other side you've worked out that you know this was an emotionally abusive relationship I am paraphrasing quite a lot here he can move on he was how did she describe him she described him as laying on the sofa pressing remote button you know the remote control I'm assuming and I am making this bit up because that's just the image that I got when I read the post but she's just saying how can a person you're in a relationship with who offered you nothing all of a sudden turns into like this sex god she didn't use that word either but he's gone out and he's dating so my response to this was because it does get you questioning absolutely everything and we are today at this portal in time where we can take this opportunity to heal some um, make some big shifts in our life this is about being really honest this has been my one of my biggest messages has been these honest conversations that you have and you probably the only person you can have that honest conversation with is yourself and asking where this pain is and why you're either still stalking them on uh, social media why you're still in pain you can go right the way through with the divorce process and all of a sudden it's over and there's still part of you that wants them you know what what is it what's going on and the other question around it was you know why has a man a narcissistic or person who's higher up on the narcissistic spectrum got more value in the dating pool got more value out there in the world than the person that's been left discarded there are so many different things around this and there could be one of so many reasons and it's such a such a brilliant question and again you know for me I could easily turn around quite quite quickly and say trauma and wounds and and be done this is about supply 
this is about the emptiness as I described of that person creating their persona they're empty inside this person doesn't like themselves and they don't like their own company they get their supply from other people that's how they survive so whether they go off and they're dating one person or many people that is going to fill them up if you're left on the sidelines crying you might be listening to them promising making loads of promises that you'll get back together hoovering you if they can hear that you're in pain that is going to give them supply as well they might multi-date i mean gosh that's like drip feeding you might find that the person high up on the narcissistic spectrum is bored so they'll come back to you just to poke you just to see what reaction they get and if you are still upset if you haven't healed because they cause so much damage you know they they might get a reaction rather than a response and this is their supply and you're left and you've got no self-esteem you question everybody's motives you doubt everybody you can't trust anyone you can't even trust yourself and you're left with more questions than answers and if they're playing games you, it creates even more and that's where the detective comes in because this cognitive dissonance nothing makes sense they told you this one thing and you're now discovering or wondering whether it happened and some of those big questions were you know was this real did they ever love me was the relationship based on, you know what was it based on and one of the biggest lies biggest lies out there is that time heals it does not stand still. So when you're in a position, you might wake up and think, gosh, I'm like ready to move on now. And you've lost three or four years. Other people never heal because they're not given that opportunity or they don't understand what's going on. And then the other things, and this is a big thing that's actually come through this work that we're doing, I'm doing at the moment with this guiding journey. It came through the other day. Uh, it was nearly a week ago. And it's about whispers. And I was... Every day I'm picking up more and more about these whispers. So the image I get is of Shit's Creek. And um, I've watched it a few times. I won't lie, I do binge it every so often. And um, there's an episode in there and David, not David Rose, uh, Johnny Rose, his dad, is meeting up with his daughter's boyfriend's mother she's coming to stay at the motel that he's running and um she's a bit flirtatious with him he's a married man she's a bit flirtatious with him and he's a bit uncomfortable so he's saying uh, he's saying to his daughter and uh, to his work colleague he's getting a whisper of desire and that was the image that i got i got an image of him talking about this i was getting this word whisper and this whispers i it is starting to come through in a lot of how I'm talking at the moment and I was like where's this what does this mean when I was trying to describe what I was getting was like somebody something just touching your ear and leaving leaving a, a mark or a or an echo and I was saying today in my reply to this woman it's like there there are whispers left they're not quite words that are passing through your mind they're not quite taking up space it's maybe it's the dust that's left after the departure and they've moved on quickly leaving these echoes leaving these thoughts so you then don't trust you somebody makes uh, or shows some interest in you and you might think what do they really want what do they want from me because these relationships are conditional there's no love there's no unconditional love attached because for one that that person has no idea 
what unconditional love is. They have no idea what love is. They have no idea how to give it and they have no idea how to receive it. They know how to mimic it. They've seen people, either they've watched programs, they've um, witnessed other people, other relationships, and they can mimic it, but they have no idea. But what they do leave is they leave it like an imprint, these words. So when something happens, you're hearing an echo, you're hearing whispers. And to start with, as you come out of that relationship, they can be really full on, really, really loud. And one thing that I do teach people is to listen to the voices in your head. Right at the beginning, you know, you start to question everything and believe this is your fault. Hands up, who's done that? You were told constantly that this was your fault. The relationship was broken down because of what you've done, because of what you've said, because of what you haven't done, because of what you haven't said. You question that. You go over using those statements, if only and maybe. And you wonder if you'd done something differently, said something differently, behaved in a different way, hadn't said something, hadn't done something. And you then, and you're still taking on this belief. You still got this belief. And then, so you start to break through this. And this is the bit I say is like, listen to the voices in your head. So when you stop and you go, oh my gosh, that's all my fault. I shouldn't have done. Stop and then listen. And you might, if you're lucky, catch the tone of voice. You might hear the person that said it to you. It doesn't have to be the emotional abuser or the um, ex-partner. It might be a teacher. It might be a parent. It might be somebody in your community. See if you can catch the voice that said it. And what might help you is to listen to the way the sentence is constructed. Because if there's emphasis on certain words, it might help indicate where this has come from and if you can track down that and you hear somebody else's voice you know this isn't your belief and I've spoken about this so many times when I was called bipolar and I held on to that belief and I was like oh my god I'm bipolar it's because I'm bipolar and it was one day when as I've said this many times I was preparing to do a live in my group and I wrote something down and I looked up and I was reading um, the points that I wanted to make and I suddenly thought, oh my gosh, I think, I don't know why I was, what I was talking about. It must've been something around lying or something. Or, or, or maybe it was talking about, you know, them never talking the truth or half lies maybe. And I'd suddenly realized that our relationship was practically built on no foundations and majority of our relationship is a lie. And yet I'm holding on to this one belief. So you can deconstruct a lot of this. You might be able to hear the voice. You might be able to hear how the, the words are being said to you that you're repeating. It might be before you've got conscious memory, but you can hear the way that sentence is constructed. These are the things that you can do to help you. These are the things that keep you trapped. These whispers are there. Literally, I remember uh, somebody saying to me once um, something about earworms, and it was my ex had responded to something on on social media and pointing out all the positives. They weren't positives. I was getting up really early in the morning to do something for him. And he was going, yeah, but this, this, this and this. And somebody came in and commented underneath it about an earworm. These are the earworms. These are the earworms. As they lift, as you're breaking through and working through them, they become whispers. So we need to track these little whispers down. As I said, time is not a healer. 
that's an, um, that's a huge lie time does not heal it makes it easier what actually heals is getting in and dragging these thought processes processes out getting in and dragging out these beliefs that we have about ourselves getting in and finding those wounds and healing those wounds that is where the healing is done that is how you unchain yourself from the lie that was your life I do know plenty of people that have moved on. They've moved on into other relationships or whether they're short or long relationships, they might have moved on to somebody who is love bombing them and they think they're in this amazing relationship. They might just jump in and out of bed with people. These are, again, wounds that are happening. I do know people that have got into relationships and they have worked. They've been very rocky and they have got a lot of doubt. They've brought a lot of baggage with them and uh, and then they're able to work on themselves and have relationships and keep that relationship going. Others have crumbled, but they've served a purpose. The thing is, who gets hurt in that instance? This is my belief. If you're taking your baggage into another relationship, all you're doing is just emptying your dirty washing in that apartment, flat, house, bungalow, wherever it is. You're just chucking it in there and the person who could be a really decent person could get hurt. I believe the best thing you can do is stop and grieve grieve the past the present and the future the past that person that was created for you the present because the present is really important this is why am i here this is so unfair i've been left you know i'm stuck i've got no money left i've got nothing left my life isn't what I was promised and then the future was you know what you were planning for that fake future that you've been planning together and you're in the same place as a similar emotion to the present and some of this comes from the investment of you saw the red flags but you bought the lies you listened to the lies and you hung on and again these wounds are so important they're indicators they tell us what's really going on the red flags were warning signs and we ignored them and you could uh, you're the only person that can answer as to why you ignored your red flags i it, i ignored my red flags because i bought into the story and part of me now looking back wanted to do a savior thing part another part of me hung on in a relationship that i knew wasn't working i tapped into a fear i was living in fear and i was so caught up i did not know everything had been stripped back um one of my discoveries a few years ago well it's probably more than a few years ago it was quite at the beginning of, of my journey was i started to realize that i actually had a three-year-old running my life and that I'd literally been stripped back emotionally and I realised I'd lost a lot but it was easy to rebuild because this, there were some foundation steps still there. What I found, what I was starting to discover in the research that I was doing and just tuning into my own body and listening to that, that the abuser had missed crucial st uh, developmental stages and thankfully I hadn't and I was able to build on that. So basically they were trying to strip me back all the time. So yeah, that was probably a, about a year or so into my healing journey that I started to sort of piece it all together because it's, I, I need to know, I need to know why this happened to me. I need to know so I can fix it. 
I can't do anything if I don't know. And this is why, to me, knowledge is so powerful. Because once I've got the knowledge and I can work out what it was, what the reason was behind it, that I went from this relationship to a duplicate relationship. The characters were similar. They had a thread that ran through them, but the people and the way they looked were very different. What I did notice was that I recognised things in each of these relationships that I'd experienced, they reminded me of somebody in my life. And it was that that was probably the greatest part of my healing when I started to recognize these people. In fact, I had recognized it during the relationship. I spotted this person and realized how similar they were to a prominent person in my life. So one of the biggest lies is that time heals. It That is a lie. It gets easier. It doesn't heal the wounds. Healing the wounds is about you having honest conversations as to what happened and going in and reprogramming the damage that has been done. It's 8th of August. It's a, a really powerful, energetic time and you can just drop into your heart and send yourself lots and lots of love. Be very gentle with yourself in the next few days. Over this period, it's about being really gentle. If you can have some really honest conversations, you can do some massive shifting at this time as well. But I, I'm a great believer you can do it any time of the, of the week, day, month, year. It's uh, every day is the first day of a new year. This for me comes under that spirituality game, questioning everything, questioning your beliefs and your morals and they might have been pushed to the very edge and part of the reason that you're pushing them is because of the damage that's been done from the abuse that you experienced. Regroup. This is about pulling everybody in because we've got so many different elements and so many different sides to our personality. Grab your team and your tribe and pull them in close and nurture them and protect them. And find a tribe that understands and understands exactly what is going on. I'll put a link to my workbook, The Past, The Present and The Future, or Grieving The Past, The Present and The Future in the description box below. Be very gentle with yourself and breathe into your heart. I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.